0: Hello, and welcome to Ono oh No, Ross and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on French science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves.
1: Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. And I'm
0: Ross Blotcher. And we're back with another Dramatic Readings episode.
1: But it's ladies night. And the feeling's right, oh yes, it's ladies night, oh what a...
0: What a night. Oh, what a night. So yeah, ladies getting free, this podcast. But uh,
1: men, you all owe us a donation.
0: That's right. Our last Dramatic readings episode was episode 182. Nice. At the beginning of this year, and uh, it was all guys, all these cult leaders, all these spiritual authorities, and they're all men.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. So
0: typical, but you know what? Ladies can play at this game, too. right. They can also start religions.
1: That's correct. They can
0: also hornswoggle people and make things up.
1: Yes, that's true. I've never heard that word of hornswoggle. Yeah. Does that mean bamboozle? Bamboozle,
0: exactly. Got
1: it. Wow, that's fun that we have two very goofy words for the same concept.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's like uh, I was befuddled.
1: Oh, yeah, befuddled's a good word. I
0: was, what's the other, flummoxed.
1: Oh, yeah. Flummoxed is fun. There's some
0: really fun uh, words.
1: Uh, apoplectic.
0: Oh, yeah. Fun. Oh, that's a fun <laughs> word there.
1: <laughs> We're having fun. Uh, well, listen, we wanted to give you some of the best female leaders of groups that we've investigated. Yeah. With one exception. And some
0: adjacent people as well.
1: What? Oh, and some adjacent people. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> they said it's some adjacent people. And uh, I...
0: <laughs> you making them new words now, Blusher.
1: So. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm gonna pull it together for this episode, and we're going to read excerpts from The Greats.
0: Who do you got first here, Carrie?
1: Okay, I've got Melissa Scott. Remember Pastor Melissa oh, Scott? Do
0: I remember Pastor Melissa Scott? That's right. We got kicked out of her church.
1: That's right. I hope some of her big fans are listening right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, they are the most vindictive people we have come across and mm-hmm. we've come across Scientology.
1: <laughs> that's, so that's true.
0: Saying a lot.
1: So uh picked a couple couple faves from Melissa. I must say she's hard to transcribe mm. because she kind of circles around her point and eventually yes. lands somewhere. But it's Yeah, it's not easy to write down as a sentence. That
0: would be a thankless task to transcribe Melissa Scott.
1: And you know that someone has done it, and then they have been referred to as King's House Number Twenty (laughs) Six.
0: Right, that's how they get thanked anonymously. Just in case they turn out later to be an enemy, (laughs) you can never actually give them the satisfaction of having been credited. I wonder if they
1: retire those numbers like jerseys.
0: Oh yeah, Number Forty Seven is retired. No one, (laughs) no one will ever. Where that King's House number again. Oh, God. For anyone who doesn't remember or didn't listen to those episodes, Melissa Scott leads a congregation called Faith Center in Glendale. I was going to say here in Glendale. Nearby. In Glendale. Mm-hmm. And she took over from the late, the great, Pastor Jean Scott.
1: To whom she was married.
0: Initially, as far as we can tell, it looks like she became part of the fold because she had been a penthouse pet and she was an attractive young lady and Jean Scott surrounded himself with attractive ladies. But then... She got interested in his ministry and Mm -hmm. uh, learned, what is it, at least 26 languages? Over
1: 26 languages, (laughs) according to her website and pretty much nowhere else.
0: And now she preaches very boring sermons. Yeah. Here's some of it.
1: Okay. So this one is from one of her YouTube videos. You know the thing that says, these colors don't run? We've never run from anything. I'm offended at any American who would think it is okay to send a message, I will sit while something that is supposed to represent my freedom at something that should be entertaining, not political.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> that sentence changed directions a few times. What yeah. did she
1: actually say? You know the thing that says these colors don't run?
0: Yeah, I've, I've We've heard that. never
1: run from anything.
0: Oh. Uh, Oh, who have? Oh.
1: I'm offended at any American who would think it's okay to send a message. I will sit while something that is supposed to represent my freedom at something that should be entertaining, not political. Well, oh no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that didn't help. I was working really hard to decode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. And that really is if you if you actually go to one of her videos, this was one <laughs> of the more word. coherent oh, things wow. like when written down. She just she really circles. Okay. You get the the idea of what she's trying to get across, but she's not a great orator.
0: It's a very self satisfied delivery though, and everybody mm-hmm. in her presence is hanging on her every word. Yeah. And if they aren't, they're kicked out.
1: Yep. Okay, now would you like to hear her reasoning for why they don't do an altar call at her church? Yes, please. Because you grew up with altar calls, eh? Oh, yeah. Okay. We just really had them at camp, not usually at church.
0: Oh, okay. No, we do them at church, but not like every service.
1: Okay. So this is another one of her videos. She says, why don't we do an altar call? I read nowhere of Jesus saying after he preached this great sermon on the mount, who of you would like to step forward and accept me? Now, let me ask a rhetorical question. And then she points to a guy in the front row. John, you're drowning. You're dying, and I'm going to run in and rescue you. You are being drowned. You are being sucked down by a great current somewhere, and I rescue you. Now, you and I are sitting together, and you say to me, I accept the fact that you came and rescued me. I accept that. Thank you. I accept it. I would (laughs) walk away and say, Can somebody bring more buckets of water and get this guy back underwater? (laughs) We don't accept Christ. The concept of will you accept Christ conjures up such terrible ideas in my mind. I picture my Lord and Savior hanging on the cross, crowned with a crown of thorns, bleeding from being whipped and flayed, hanging there in shame. And you ask me if I will accept him as my Lord and Savior when back there, before I was ever breathed into existence, he hung on that cross for me? In your heart of hearts, you'll know what I am saying is the truth. We don't decide to accept him. He accepted me before I was born. My name was spoken before the world was born. So how could I accept him? How dare I turn around and say, I accept that you did that for me. I accept that you hung on a cross for me.
0: All right. Well, at least this time I get her point.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's just some classic Melissa Scott All right. literature, if she wrote literature. She, she's not really much of a literature hander router. more she, of a video person. She
0: doesn't have books.
1: Not that I saw.
0: Yikes, I try to go to com slash books dash bibles dot html and I get a warning, potential security risk ahead. Hmm. Huh. It's the site of Dolores Press Incorporated. Oh, right, I remember Pastor that. Master Melissa Scott teaching materials and both browsers are warning me about malicious attacks if I try to hmm. visit it. Huh. Well, she may have books or not. Who knows?
1: Yeah. I'm not going to
0: find out. (laughs) Okay, so Carrie was able to get into the site for whatever reason. And uh, yeah, there's a study Bible and a book about Nehemiah. I don't know. They both sound really boring. Yeah,
1: Yeah, they do.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for sharing a little bit of Melissa Scott with us.
1: No problem. I can't wait to hear from all of her followers, which I no doubt will. After we air this,
0: many of which may just be her pretending to be her followers. That's
1: entirely possible.
0: All right. So next up, we have Ellen White.
1: Ooh, Ellen White. You
0: may remember her from such great hits as our Seventh-day Adventist podcast about the end times prophecy series that we went to.
1: Amazing facts.
0: So uh, Ellen White had been a follower of Miller. She was one of the Millerites, and there had been that failed end time prophecy in 1844. They could have sworn Jesus was going to return. He did not. And so they ended up founding all these various offshoot religions, including Branch Davidians and Seventh-day Adventists.
1: Oh, I forgot that the Branch Davidians were part of that.
0: Yeah, so Ellen White was a prolific writer. From her estate website, I read that she had written works totaling about 100,000 pages. Whoa. Yeah, so that's up there, you know. That's
1: L. Ron Hubbard shit.
0: Yeah, I looked up for L. Ron Hubbard, and they claimed something like 500,000 pages worth of material. Uh But still, that's impressive. Yeah, That's a lot of writing. 24 books in current circulation. 5,000 periodical articles. Yeah, she was busy, that Ellen White.
1: Now, she was the one who people now think that she was having seizures, right?
0: Right. Yeah, that's a likely explanation for a lot of the visions that she had. She would constantly break off into visions. She would see kind of historical events. Her book, The Great Controversy, is her kind of going back into historical moments, like the destruction of the Second Temple Mm. in Jerusalem in 70 AD, and just like adding all these extra details that no one could know because she was seeing Uh, it. Ah, okay. And then she would also have visions of tall creatures who lived on Jupiter, uh, all kinds of interesting things that, that she saw. And then she prophesied the coming of the end of the world. But yeah, we'll talk about that in just a little bit.
1: So what were some of her notable quotables?
0: My dear brethren and sisters, let the commandments of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ be in your minds continually and let them crowd worldly thoughts and cares from the mind. When you lie down and when you rise up, let them be your meditation. Live and act wholly in reference to the coming of the Son of Man. The sealing time is very short and soon will be over. Now is the time to make our calling and election sure while the four angels are holding the four winds. That was written in 1849. Wow. So, coming soon.
1: If I found that today, I would just think like, oh, somebody's who got a little bit of a problem, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think most Christians even would say, whoa, whoa there, Yeah, that's lady. true. You
1: that's know. true. Although, we, the book of know. Revelation, whoo doggy.
0: And we've certainly encountered congregations for whom that's a totally normal thing to say. Oh, yeah, coming mm-hmm. soon. Right. So, here's another passage where she talks about this sealing time that's coming soon. All of the world will sort of come to a culmination, and she'll make a reference to 1844 which is again the year of the failed prophecy jesus did not return but here she has an explanation
1: oh good for, All right,
0: for what actually happened at that time perfect and this was written in 1851 so two years after the previous quote i saw that jesus had shut the door of the holy place and no man can open it and that he had opened the door into the most holy and no man can shut it Revelation three, seven, eight. She did this frequently where she'd punctuate her writing oh, with, Here's with the, her own footprint. Yeah, it was like she was writing little term papers all uh-huh, the time. Uh-huh. And most of her writing seems to read that way.
1: Oh, I was picturing her speaking this out loud. No, I'm sorry. This it. is okay. Ross
0: editorializing okay, in the gotcha. middle of, of Ellen White's writing. And since Jesus has opened the door into the most holy place, which contains the ark. The commandments have been shining out to God's people, and they are being tested on the Sabbath question. Mm. Now, more editorializing, you may all remember, the Sabbath question is the mark of the beast. Right. If you are... If
1: you worship on Sunday, you are a beastie.
0: You've accepted the mark of the beast.
1: And if you worship on a Saturday, you're a bell.
0: I saw that the present test on the Sabbath could not come until the mediation of Jesus in the holy place, which was finished and he had passed within the second veil. Therefore, Christians who fell asleep before the door was opened into the Most Holy, when the Midnight Cry was finished, at the seventh month, 1844, and who had not kept the true Sabbath, now rest in hope, for they had not the light and the test on the Sabbath, which we now have since that door was opened. I saw that Satan was tempting some of God's people on this point." Because so many good Christians have fallen asleep in the triumphs of faith and have not kept the true Sabbath, they were doubting about its being a test for us now. The enemies of the present truth have been trying to open the door of the holy place that Jesus has shut and to close the door of the most holy place, which he opened in 1844, where the ark is, containing the two tables of stone on which are written the Ten Commandments by the finger of Jehovah. "'Satan is now using every device in this sealing time "'to keep the minds of God's people from the present truth "'and to cause them to waver. "'I saw a covering that God was drawing over his people "'to protect them in the time of trouble, "'and every soul that was decided on the truth "'and was pure in heart "'was to be covered with the covering of the Almighty.'" So all this, right. Yeah, so this is just oh, well, here's why we were wrong because Jesus had to enter the temple in the sky, the great holy of holies. Hmm. And now now everybody who dies after this point, they're responsible for knowing that they need to worship on Saturday.
1: I'm glad you got all that. Did out you of get there. all that? Okay. No. I I kind of forgotten how boring Seventh-day Adventism is to my particular ear.
0: Indeed. Okay. I think it's
1: not written for my brain.
0: Okay, well, I have one for you. Okay. We're, where she talks about
1: I try to stay with it
0: vegetarianism.
1: Okay, all right,
0: and I'm al- all board. also the corruption of the human line that happened after the flood.
1: Okay, all Ready? right, come on, Carrie, you can do this. I'm listening.
0: She's talking here about the people at the time of the flood and why okay. why they got punished. Oh, okay. Instead of doing justice to their neighbors, they carried out their own unlawful wishes. They had a plurality of wives, which was contrary to God's wise arrangement. In the beginning, God gave to Adam one wife, showing to all who should live upon the earth his order and law in that respect. The transgression and fall of Adam and Eve brought sin and wretchedness upon the human race, and man followed his own carnal desires and changed God's order. The more men multiplied wives to themselves, the more they increased in wickedness and unhappiness. I'll cut out a little bit here, but the meaning stays intact. They loved to destroy the lives of animals. They used them oh, for boo. food. And this increased their ferocity and violence and caused them to look upon the blood of human beings with astonishing indifference.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, I like this one.
0: But if there was one sin above another, which called for the destruction of the race by the flood, uh-huh. it was the base crime of amalgamation of man and beast which defaced the image of God and what? caused confusion everywhere.
1: Like human-animal hybrids? Mm-hmm. What?
0: God purposed to destroy by a flood that powerful, long-lived race that had corrupted their ways before him. What? He would not suffer them to live out the days of their natural life, which would be hundreds of years. It was only a few generations back when Adam had access to that tree, which was to prolong life. After his disobedience, he was not suffered to eat of the tree of life and perpetuate a life of sin. In order for man to possess an endless life, he must continue to eat of the fruit of the tree of life. Deprived of that tree, his life would gradually wear out. Okay, this will clarify this for you Okay. This comes a little later. Every species of animal which God has created were preserved in the ark. The confused species which God did not create which were the result of amalgamation, were destroyed by the Flood. Since the Flood, there has been amalgamation of man and beast, as may be seen in the almost endless varieties of species of animals and in certain races of men.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Don't list them. (laughs) Don't lose the melon.
0: <laughs> Thankfully she doesn't. Okay, great. But good. later on uh-huh. the leader of the General Assembly did.
1: Oh my god. Yeah,
0: like years later. Fuck. It was bad. Yep. Yep.
1: Yep. yep.
0: Okay. Okay. Af- I
1: assume the leader of the General Assembly was a white gentleman.
0: I think it was actually her husband after she died. And Is he a y- white gentleman? Yes, he guy? was a white gentleman. Okay. Yes. And Got it. yep, he names specific races of great. people. Yep. Great. Who are supposed to be amalgamations. Fuck. Then she talks about Noah having come off the ark, and after Noah had come forth from the ark, he looked around upon the powerful and ferocious beasts which he brought out of the ark, and then upon his family, numbering eight, and was greatly afraid that they would be destroyed by the beasts. But the Lord sent his angel to say to Noah, The fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every fowl of the air, upon all that moveth upon the earth and upon all the fishes of the sea, into your hands are they delivered. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even as the green herb have I given you all things.
1: This all sounds familiar.
0: Previous to this time, God had given man no permission to eat animal food. Every living substance upon the face of the earth, upon which man could subsist, had been destroyed. Therefore, God gave Noah permission to eat of the clean beasts which he had taken with him into the ark. God said to Noah, Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even as the green herb "...have I given you all things, as God had formerly given them the herb of the ground and the fruit of the field. Now, in the peculiar circumstances in which they are placed, he permits them to eat animal food." Yet I saw that the flesh of the animals was not the most healthy article of food for man.
1: True dat.
0: So there you go. So you got a little bit of good. That's good. (laughs) Don't eat animals. Uh, Men and beasts have produced degenerate humans. Eh, Not so good.
1: Uh, People always sneak in the racism at the end. You're always (laughs) going along. You're like, yeah, okay, lizards Uh, run the earth. That's fun. We're having fun here. Other Jews... Oh, come on. (laughs) Yep. It's always the 11th hour. Ugh. Ellen. Well, have you ever heard of Teal Swan?
0: Oh, have I? I've seen her in person. Me too. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 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 What did she say?
1: (laughs) She has has said a lot of stuff. And if you ever need to look up Teal Swan quotes, don't worry. She has... Written them, but then also copied and pasted them onto little images.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And she's also done them in calligraphy. Calligraphy, yeah. Bad calligraphy.
1: So just go to her website. You will have no shortage of material. So, yeah, I picked a couple of special teal swans. Okay, yeah. Let's hear your teal swan. The word (laughs) alone I don't do voices. (laughs) That's good. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The word loneliness... (laughs) I don't even know if this is supposed to sound like her... Okay. The word loneliness never seems adequate to describe the torment of starvation for closeness. My life had been plagued by loneliness, and fame, which came as a natural accessory to my career, only served to accentuate it like a magnifying glass. I'd spent my life never feeling seen heard, understood, or wanted. Fame made finding that closeness that I craved so desperately even harder to attain. To the outside world, it seemed that everyone valued and wanted me, but nothing could be further from the truth. People saw me, felt me, and understood. (laughs) I think I've turned her into an old woman. No, this is
0: good. She has a very low, slow cadence, but there's that kind of uh, quiver to her voice as well. Mm -hmm. No, you're doing good.
1: Okay, okay. People saw me felt me and understood me less than before. I was surrounded by people, but I was nothing more to them than the projections they placed on me. The only value I had and the only reason they wanted me was for what they could get through me.
0: Oh man, poor Teal.
1: I know, she's very put upon. That's
0: rough.
1: Maybe, okay, for the next one, I'm gonna think of my good friend Natalie. Natalie. Co of Hidden Mickey's, because she has a raspy voice, so I'm going to try to do her but low. So okay. I'll start with Natalie and see if I can edge down. Oh, I like feel- it. Okay. okay. <clears throat> hey, Carrie. Okay. We all know on some level that it's important to love ourselves, but when people say that all you have to do is love, <laughs> 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 I think I'll just stay with Natalie. Yeah,
0: you do a spot on Natalie. <laughs> Thank it's you. really impressive.
1: It's kind of like telling a child in kindergarten that he or she has to solve a college physics equation like that bewildered child. We have no idea where to begin. We're standing in a place where we don't love ourselves and have it for some time. We simply have no idea where to start and where to go from here.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I picture Natalie saying it Yeah, me Teal Swan. Me too. But it's all good. I've got a Teal Swan here.
1: Oh, good. Let's see if, you, see if you can beat mine.
0: Okay. I've got a blog here that Teal Swan wrote. After her second divorce, I think she's now had three. This was back in 2015. She said, my parents have been married for over <laughs> 35 years, and here I am, not even 30 years old, and I've already been divorced twice And on my bad days, you had better believe that I asked myself, what does that say about me? I've spent my life as the black sheep of my family and extended family. More than one cousin has actually thanked me for being as radical as I have been and messing up as much as I have because it gives them permission to mess up and not take as much heat or flack for it.
1: Okay. You lowered the bar. Thank you.
0: I've been the one to set the bar (laughs) (laughs) in both my family and friend group. And now anything that anyone else does, as long as it is below that bar, is acceptable. I hate this role that I've been filling. It means that people in my life expect me to fail.
1: Fuck, TLGs. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's like, do you know there are people here? We can hear you.
0: They call me an idiot savant. When I was younger, I was given the IQ test twice. Both times, the score came in at over 170 points. All right. What that means is that I am a genius in some ways and underdeveloped in other ways. Mm. The savant sensitivities that I am so famous for Mm. affect my relationships with other people and with the world at large. Most of the people in my life expect me to have breakdowns. They expect my relationships to fail. The unpredictable volatility of my life and my life choices has become my modus operandi. And so when my marriage to Mark ended, I experienced a heavy backlash from the people around me. The feeling in the air was, I knew it. With Teal, it's only ever a matter of time before something falls apart. And so... It goes without saying that the most difficult part about getting a divorce for me has been trying to maintain a positive self-concept. It is no... I'm sure. Yeah, sure. It is no joke that divorce is really hard. You lose friendships over it. You lose family over it. Society looks down on you because of it. You start to think that something must really be wrong with you if you can't make a relationship last long term. I'm falling into that trap today. The trap of feeling like a really talented and captivating failure.
1: (laughs) Well, first, your tail swan's much better than mine. (laughs) Oh, go ahead. You want to get down?
0: This is, uh just been divorced, Teal Swan.
1: Yeah, oh gosh, that's the kind of thing that like you see on your friend's Facebook page and you're like, uh-oh, I better call her.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I can't hit the like button, I don't like that.
1: Right, yeah. The other,
0: there's a the sad button now, though.
1: Oh, right, right, right. I mean, it's kind of nice, like on the one hand, I want to be like, oh, well, that's nice that she's normalizing like talking about depression. Yeah. And then on the other hand, she doesn't wrap it up with anything that would give you hope. It's cool to talk about it, but I don't know mm. if she should be leading this whole room.
0: And there, there will be bits of, good advice and good observations in there as well so yeah it's it's a tangled web that teal weaves
1: yeah indeed sorry kind of a downer
0: goodness what can bring this up maybe some amy simple mcpherson
1: oh sister amy what do you say you know do you think sister amy would like podcasts
0: she would love podcasts well a she would have her own
1: podcast oh you're right (laughs) <laughs> You're absolutely right.
0: B. I don't know where I was going with B. B. There are other podcasts she would love to hear.
1: Probably like the ones from Max Fun. I bet.
0: Other than ours, yeah.
1: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Find out the answers to these important questions and many more on Still Buffering, A Sister's Guide to Teens Through the Ages. I am a teenager. And, and I, I was, was two. Butts, butts, buts, butts, butts,
0: butts.
1: Yeah, she'd love that.
0: She'd be all over that. Just like I was reading up on her and us talking about Amy Semple McPherson. Don't worry, you didn't miss the investigation where we talked about her. Right. We have not investigated the Foursquare Church yet, which she founded mm-hmm. here in these angels.
1: That's true. Los angeles, <laughs> And don't get all excited about that yet. We're not <laughs> there's no no current plans Doesn't mean
0: it's about to come out but we're interested. You yeah, you, you know. never know. You never know. Well, I've always thought Amy Semple McPherson is a really interesting yeah. personage and one thing she was really well known for in her time, I think it was uh 1926, I want to say. She was already a pretty well-known figure as an evangelist and she went missing mm-hmm. and people thought that she had drowned in the ocean cuz that's the last time like people had reported seeing her and they held a funeral for her, <laughs> mm-hmm. and she turned up later. I, I want to say, or at least she said she was in Mexico. She said she'd been kidnapped.
1: She said she'd been to Mexico, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There was this whole big story. She was found in Arizona. That's where she resurfaced. So I, I can't remember. Somehow Mexico was involved, in, either in actuality or in her tales. But the important thing was, it turns out that she had not been kidnapped. It later came to light that she had been having a relationship. Was it a liaison? A liaison, and it just reminded me. I was watching with Kara the family on Netflix. Oh, yeah. the other day mm-hmm. I had read the Jeff Charlotte book years back. Oh,
1: really? you know, really like. Political books. That's interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Not my favorite. <laughs> Though this had the cult angle on it right. uh, as well. This kind of group of very fundamentalists, followers of Jesus, supposedly, who uh, influenced politics in all kinds of uh, hidden ways that Jeff Charlotte brought to light after he'd been part of that group. Kind of like one of our investigations. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it was talking about Mark Sanford, the at the time governor, who had said that he was going off to the Appalachian Trail and he was going to go hiking. People went looking for him because he went missing. Oh. He's like the governor and he's missing for oh, five days. Oh, right,
1: right, right. Now I remember who you're talking about.
0: And yeah. then it turns out later, no, actually, he flew down to South America to spend time with, with his, his girlfriend. Yeah, an extramarital affair that he was having. Yeah. And you think that would end his political career? But no, no. Jesus redeemed him. So now. I- now he's still back and trying to challenge Trump right now.
1: Oh, okay. And it's kind of right.
0: it's kind of like, good for you. But also he says, well, but if Trump ends up with a nomination, support Trump over. Oh, Democrat.
1: no. Mm, bad oh, for never. you.
0: So this is Amy Semple McPherson we're talking about, and she had this church that she led. So, you know, you go, girl. 1920s. That's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. A Pentecostal church, no less. And she had a fun and wild delivery with kind of a raspy voice. She definitely wanted to be an actor. This was a backup plan.
0: Oh, totally. Mm -hmm. Though I guess she got her, her start in the silent film era. Oh, okay. So maybe more of a, a stage actor or mm-hmm. something like that. So I was looking through her book, The Second Coming of Christ. This has the longest subtitle I have seen in quite some time, longer than even our episode subtitles. <laughs> the Second Coming of Christ. Is he coming? How is he coming? <laughs> when is he coming? For whom is he coming?
1: Oh, now it's getting dirty, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, oh,
0: that's what she said. Yeah. So I kept hoping she'd pull an Ellen White, And kind of name a date. Oh, yeah. she was a little too savvy for Mm. that. She kept saying no one knows the hour. And she would even, she called out people who had gotten it wrong. You know, the Millerites and other failed predictions as cautionary tales. So
1: Well, as I told you earlier, she may be simple, but she's smart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Thank you. Very good. Uh, So this is the closest I could find just when she was talking about when Jesus would return. There is every reason to believe his coming to be near, even at the door. In answer to the question of his disciples in Matthew 24, Jesus told many signs that precede and indicate the approach of that day. Signs that were to be seen in things national, spiritual, educational, and touch every walk and calling in life. These signs were to point like mileposts, to that great event.
1: Wow.
0: So this was in a section where she was just saying, yeah, it's it's probably going to happen really soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In 1921? It was somewhere around there that she wrote so that.
1: So in a couple of years, it will be a hundred years ago. Indeed. Got it.
0: Carrie found some good Amy Semple McPherson. And uh, this one, we kind of like You men who pride yourselves on patriotism, you men who have pledged yourself to make America free for white Christianity, listen to me. Ask yourselves how it is possible to pretend to worship one of the greatest Jews who ever lived, Jesus Christ, and then to despise all living Jews. I say unto you, as our master said, Judge not that ye be not judged,
1: Yeah, okay. all right. Yeah, fair. Fighting anti-Semitism. That's good. Definitely Mm. sounds like her church was whitewashed, though.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: It sounds like there were mostly white people there.
0: Oh, that she had to address them? Oh, okay. Mm. But good for her for doing it. Yeah. Carrie found another really good quote where she
1: uh, gets a little mm, not so scientific. Oh, yes. Okay. I remember this one. As
0: a collegiate high school pupil, I have for some time been an ardent student of the high school physical geography all my life I have been trained in unwavering confidence in the teachings of the Holy Scriptures, and God is creator of all things, and that man God created in his own image, a living soul. Mm-hmm. The teachings of the high school geography tend to undermine and destroy this faith in God as supreme being and creator. Its doctrine is at direct variance with that taught in our Holy Bible— it leads us to believe that neither Earth nor man were created by God, but by a mm. process of evolution, man being a product of the animal kingdom. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. That's so a good there, Amy. Yeah. This was around, like, Scope's monkey trial yeah. time. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. exciting. So uh, she was on William Jenning Bryant's side on that debate. Oh, right. She goes on. Just in the nick of time, I had my eyes open to the awful position one must be in who accepts the teachings of this book. If need be, I will be willing to sacrifice science rather than religion. Yikes, she goes on later. Let me appeal to every student to rally and stand by the sacred old truths, which right away through the ages have withstood every storm and risen triumphant above every blast in spite of all the cold-blooded reasoning of scientists. For what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Mm.
1: Oh, boy. There's a terrible misunderstanding here. You
0: were doing so well, Amy.
1: Yeah. Science is just a system of inquiry, Sister Amy. Also, I never thought about how William Jennings Bryan sounds like our friend Jennings Brown. Whoa. Whoa. Do you think he's a creationist prosecutor who will technically win, but then die like six days later?
0: Only after he's run for president and failed.
1: Oh, did that happen too? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I almost said that poor guy, but like, why am I feeling bad for William Jennings Bryan? He was on the wrong side. But I'm sorry for someone who dies.
0: It sounded like he was a charming fellow in oh, many other respects.
1: You know, I never saw or read Inherit the Wind. Oh. Oh. I know.
0: I watched it after reading. I think a book about the Dover, Pennsylvania case uh, called "Monkey Girl." Oh, I, was I just think it was. it was
1: that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
0: was a good book. And yeah. then they frequently mention. Oh, you know what? Actually, I think it was a creationist book I read that oh. frequently. Re- Maybe it was by Philip Johnson. It, you know that one? I think defeating Darwinism. I think that kept referring oh, okay. to "Inherit the Wind." And I was gotcha. like, oh, I gotta see that. Yeah. Uh, okay, I've got one more. Here's a passage from her book divine healing sermons people who come blindly rushing into the meeting saying that they have heard there is a miracle woman here who can heal them at once and that they want to be treated at once so that they can catch the next train for business and pleasure are quickly disillusioned first of all they are informed that there is no miracle woman here at all only a simple little body whom the Lord has called from a milk pail on a Canadian farm <laughs> bidding her tell the good news of a savior who lives and loves and answers prayers.
1: I love that line about the milk pail. Yeah, isn't yeah. that that's
0: some good folksy. Yeah, w- what
1: was a milk pail wordplay on Wordplay there. On a what
0: farm? The Lord is called from a milk pail on a Canadian farm. Oh. Isn't oh, it? oh wait. I love it. Only a simple little body whom the Lord has called from a milk pail on a Canadian farm. Oh,
1: my gosh. Someone should get that as a sleeve up their arm.
0: That's pretty fantastic writing there. Well done, Amy Simple McPherson. Then they are bidden to settle themselves down and take part in the meetings, just as though they were going to Mayo Brothers or any great hospital for an operation and were preparing for it for days, obeying each order, so they are bidden to prepare their houses before coming into the presence of Jesus, the great physician. They are reminded that if they rush into a hospital, dirty and dusty and travel-stained, demanding that a serious major operation should be performed that instant, in order that they might catch the next train for home, the doctors would explain to them that they were in no condition to go to the table as they were, lest infection should set in and their latter condition be more serious than the former. How clean and purged their system would be before going to the operating table, then how clean and pure their hearts and lives must be before coming to ask the sacred and holy touch of Christ upon their mortal body. How clean the nurse would bathe them, how sterile and white the robe she would dress them in, before they were wheeled to the operating table! How pure, then, they must be spiritually washed in the blood of Jesus, and clad in the white robes of righteousness, beneath which heart and life and soul are made pleasing in his sight, before coming for healing." The results of this preparation are self-evident. They are wonderful. Cancers have disappeared. Fibroid tumors have melted like snow before the sun. Goiters have gone down like a toy balloon that is punctured. Oh, no. Stiff limbs have been made to bend. Oh. Blind eyes recovered sight. Deaf ears have been unstopped, and dumb lips have been opened. Withered arms have come to life and grown several inches in an hour. <laughs> oh, let's see. Was at the end of that section?
1: Oh, my God.
0: Pretty good, huh? Yeah. Verified claims. Oh, cool,
1: cool. Of miraculous
0: healing. So, you know, it's worth going there, but just don't expect instant healing. Amy Summel McPherson isn't running a drive-thru. You got to come and get <laughs> cleaned and spiritually purged, and then you're ready and for this. And then you
1: can grow seven inches in an hour.
0: <laughs> Have your withered arms restored. Ugh. Ugh. Ugh.
1: See, I know she's lying. I know Mm -hmm. she's lying when she's saying things like, grow seven inches before my eyes.
0: Indeed. But uh, her writing makes me like her. Sure. And her delivery. Yeah. Which is a little more gravelly than what I've been doing.
1: She has a real flair for drama.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, she definitely knew how to put on a show.
1: Do you think she shaved her legs before her shows?
0: I would imagine so.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if that was an era where people were shaving their legs. She
0: probably shaved her legs before she disappeared. For a few days with okay. her lover.
1: Yeah, well, unless, you maybe. Know, yeah, Who knows?
0: Everybody has their own preferences.
1: Everyone's got their own preferences, but I'll tell you mine. It's to use a flamingo razor.
0: Oh, you want your legs really smooth.
1: Exactly. It's swim season. And even though body hair is totally normal, sometimes getting into a bathing suit requires a lot of leg work beforehand, if you know what I mean, if that's your preference. So maybe you're going on summer travel. Maybe you live in a small town. Maybe you live in a big city.
0: Hey, everybody wants a mini vacation.
1: For some of us, the worst case scenario is forgetting your razor.
0: But for others, it would be even worse to have a clunky shave or a few lingering chin hairs.
1: Precisely. So make the Flamingo Bear Bundle part of your getting ready routine this summer. It's a bundle that includes a razor for wherever you shave, wax for wherever you wax, and lotion that keeps you smooth all over. I really like my Flamingo.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. They even include wax strips with the bear bundle. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's exciting. And the value really sets the deal.
1: There's an excellent razor. There's an extra cartridge. As you said, the wax strips... Pretty good. And post-wax calming serum.
0: I bet if I had just yanked a bunch of hairs out of my body, I would want some calming serum. Exactly. So good thing it's there. So what you might want to do is try the Flamingo Bear Bundle this summer. All your hair removal needs from the comfort of your bathroom.
1: Refinery29 said these strips are the only at-home wax strips. They haven't hated.
0: Yeah, okay. It's a $32 value, but for just $24 with free shipping today.
1: That's 25% off. Visit shopflamingo.com slash oh no.
0: That's shopflamingo.com slash oh no.
1: But you know, that's not the only lovely, wonderful home delivery service that is sponsoring this episode.
0: Okay, so I know where to go if I want ladies razors, which is very appropriate mm-hmm. for our ladies themed yes, true podcast today. But what if I just generally want a fun collection of high quality lotions, equipment for exercise, all kinds of exciting? Mm. What if what if I want to have like a Christmas morning experience, but in the summer oh, or wow. fall?
1: Okay, you know that is such a specific question.
0: Thank you. You
1: wouldn't think it would happen. Have an exact answer that would be just perfect,
0: but you do, and I yet
1: hope. I do okay. There's Fab Fit Fun. Tell me more, it's a seasonal subscription box with full size beauty, fitness, and fashion and style products. And they customize it depending on the stuff you like.
0: Sounds like there's over $200 worth of materials in that box. Oh.
1: I'm communicating somehow even more than I meant to because that's exactly right. It's only 49.99, but the value is oh. always over $200. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Well, I'm also getting from you that you could treat yourself with this, but also your friends.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. You could get it for you or you could get it for your boo. You or boo. Boo you.
0: And it's probably more than just the box. I'm guessing that you also get access to members-only flash sales, which are called add-ons, and that you also receive access to their on-demand videos at TV. Yeah. Yeah? That's
1: right. I don't know. Something are in you your body psychic? language is oh. telling me Am this. Am I a psychic? I don't know. I'm sending this off.
0: And it's a customizable box, too. You can go in and see what they've got and go with it if you like it. Or you can go in there and say, you know what? Actually, I want to change this out for this, and I want to try this. All pretty cool.
1: So use coupon code ONO for $10 off your first box at fabfitfun.com.
0: That's www.fabfitfun.com. Coupon code ONO, O-H-N-O, for $10 off your first box. You know, I may not be a psychic, Carrie. You no, may
1: I'm convinced now that you are.
0: Well, I'm telling you I'm not. That was mere trickery.
1: Oh no, you're tricking me now. Now he's <laughs> lying about it.
0: Oh, shoot. <laughs> There's no getting out of that. <laughs> but you know who is a psychic? Uh,
1: oh, uh, Sylvia Brown.
0: Sylvia Brown. One of my least favorite people on the planet, except R- she RIP. died. Yeah. yeah,
1: her body's on the planet, I
0: guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bummer, sorry. <laughs> oh, boy,
0: we really brought it down. Uh, well, <laughs> Sylvia Brown, oh, goodness. We've talked about her in previous episodes, and in fact, I once, with my buddy Jerry Buchanan, protested one of her performances at the Orpheum Theater Uh, with the Independent Investigations Group. We had printed out a bunch of brightly colored half sheets that spelled out cold reading techniques. Oh, yeah, smart. so we obnoxiously handed them out to everybody as they were walking in. Sylvia Brown's assistant came out and berated us and got all mad, but Mm. she couldn't do anything.
1: Yeah. so Good for you and Jerry.
0: Good memories. But- Sylvia Brown, yes. She would regularly appear on the Montel Williams show. And she, I don't know, she was just kind of like the frumpy aunt who would, I don't know, wear moo-moos. Maybe I'm imagining that part. Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, like drapey clothing. yeah, Yeah, and
0: she would talk with a rasp. Like this. Yeah,
1: very, very heavy smoker. And she'd and been it. smoking for Showed years. In her voice. Very
0: casually would throw out little bombs like, uh, the kid's dead. Yeah. Uh, and then later on they would find the kid, uh, Sean Hornbeck in that case, alive. Yeah, whoops. Or she would say that they were alive and sold into sexual slavery, but it turns out they were very nearby and dead. Uh, She would get these kinds of things wrong, and uh, why? Why do that? Why pretend to know these things that you don't know?
1: I think they get too certain of their own ability to control the situation. They think, oh, he really is dead, so I better let her stop looking for him and give mm. her this was like you don't actually know what's best for this situation you
0: don't and that's a really bad thing to get wrong yeah uh so totally. yeah not not my favorite person
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she,
0: she wrote a lot of books mm-hmm. and she founded her own religion so she I fits, didn't know that yeah nova spiritus
1: oh okay and
0: so there still is an active church
1: Whoa, where is it?
0: I think Florida.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: I want to say. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not looking it up.
1: Novus Spiritus. Well, maybe while I hear from her, I'll look it up. Gnostic Christians. Okay. Oh. Campbell.
0: Campbell, California. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so that's up close to where I was raised. Oh, okay. uh, Near San Jose. And that's funny. uh, My friend Rihanna went to an all-girls, I think Catholic school. It was a religious school and Sylvia Brown, many years before, had been a teacher there.
1: Oh, whoa, okay. Yeah, so she had
0: stories about people who'd had Sylvia Brown as a teacher before she became this big uh, psychic. She considers herself a Gnostic, and she talks frequently about Jesus, and kind of like Teresa Caputo. She's a medium, Mm -hmm. and she's talking to the dead, but at the same time, she's trying to co-opt all this Jesus-y language so she can hopefully appeal to the church ladies, and they'll buy her books as well.
1: And imagine Teresa Caputo without any of the warmth. (laughs) (laughs) If you took
0: Teresa Caputo and age progressed her and gave her a raspy voice and took out all the charisma, you would be left with the shelled husk of (laughs) Sylvia Brown. Oh, goodness. So this book... I think I bought this actually at our L.A. Dowsers of the Valley. Oh, okay. Meetings. I think someone was getting rid of books. I think that's where I bought this. It's called "If You Could See What I See," <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's got. Uh, she looks so worried on the cover. It's got
0: a faded out picture of her against a. Pink and purple background looking up into the, I don't know, the other world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the subtitle is The Tenets of Nova Spiritus.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So she starts with those and they're all pretty nice and benign. So I won't read The Tenets of Nova Spiritus.
1: I can't believe I didn't know she started a whole religion. This is exciting.
0: Yeah. And it's in California, the headquarters. So very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. So I'm going to read a section from each chapter is part of one of these tenets. So this is tenet 11, which is do not allow the unfounded belief in demons to block your communication with God.
1: Oh, okay. Demons aren't real.
0: And here she is talking about belief in demons. The courts don't even buy this devil made me do it type of syndrome. Ronald DeFeo Jr., the young man who killed his family several years ago, tried that absurd defense after the Amityville horror occurred. He even had two so-called paranormal investigators trying to come to his defense. It didn't work, thank God. Can you imagine? Nice little uh, shade thrown at the Warrens there. Yeah. With all the injustices we see, all we need is everyone who commits a horrendous act claiming that the devil made him do it. Of course, this doesn't apply to the truly mentally deranged. Another fallacy is that in some cultures, people who go crazy are thought to be possessed. This is actual ignorance because these societies are uneducated about illness, heredity, post-traumatic stress disorder.
1: You're starting to sound like Trump.
0: Yeah, I'm going into my uh, Trump of the cold. Do
1: it as Trump. Do it as Trump.
0: Hereditary post-traumatic stress disorder. Mental breakdowns and so forth, all of which can lead to real forms of mental illness. In other words, the mind is just an organ that can be affected or infected the same as any other organ. Okay. As any other orange or orange or (laughs) organ. And as I've said so many times, there is no such thing as an evil ghost either. Such entities are confused and sometimes deranged, but they're mainly just aggravated that you're in their territory. You can usually release them by telling them that they're dead and they need to go to the brilliant white light. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I hope that's what he starts doing in six months. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay, so back to Sylvia. It can also be helpful to use holy water and a crucifix in every room. Open up your home. Wow,
1: okay. Yeah,
0: every room. And surround it with salt. Oh, wow.
1: Wait, why are we doing this if there aren't demons?
0: (sighs) Because somehow these cures for demons do work against the real problem?
1: Yeah, which which is something.
0: Huh. I know that some of these spirits can be tenacious. I've personally encountered a few who won't listen, so you'll either have to move or put up with it, but know that they'll eventually be picked up by someone from the other side who will convince them that they need to come home.
1: Okay, I think I get it. So it's like demons as in the spirits that are always demons. Because in Christianity we're taught like demons have always been demons, mm-hmm. they're not former humans. So
0: these are dead people pretending to be demons.
1: Or yeah, ghosts that are ornery.
0: Ghosts are approved and okay by Sylvia. Yeah. Not demons. Okay. Finally, at least once a week, I hear someone put a curse on a person's family. This is ridiculous. But <laughs> but not to the person going through it. Sure. If anyone would have a curse on them, it would be me. All of the charlatans I've turned in or called and then reported to the authorities (laughs) would have hundreds of Sylvia dolls out there full of pins. I love her trying to call other people charlatans. Uh But the only way black magic works is because certain cultures have been conditioned by years of belief. Remember that the mind is a powerful mechanism which can be the healer of your body or the faculty that makes you sick. I have great respect for Vodun, also known as Voodoo, the true religion that has its roots in Africa and Catholicism. Is like that, the true religion that has its roots in
1: Well Africa being a continent.
0: Yeah, that's kinda apples and oranges. Yeah, huh? totally. It has its roots in Africa and Catholicism. <laughs> All right, right. I guess you can do that. Satanic cults, on the other hand, practice no true religion. Instead, they contain the dregs of the earth, which have no spirituality and merely want the thrill of flirting with the rituals and sex that accompany <laughs> such endeavors. I'm getting back to my Trump cadence there. So, uh, <laughs> wow, yeah, throw, throwing a lot of shade at all the other practitioners out there.
1: God, it's so every man for himself in this field.
0: Yeah, for sure, especially with her. Yeah. Sylvia Brown.
1: You know, I never really thought about it, though. She said that thing about how her life basically disproves the concept of curses. I feel like our lives at this point might also disprove the concept of curses. Yeah. Because you would think a lot of people would have put curses on us by now.
0: I always say bring it on. You know, if you are, uh, say, Melissa Scott. Mm-hmm. Or some other disgruntled person who does not like our show.
1: I don't know if Melissa Scott would say that she does curses, though.
0: Sure, but anybody who feels like cursing me, bring it. Just yeah. let me know.
1: But only do it in your mind. Don't actually try to physically cause ill to us. Yeah, that's material uh, that world. That
0: doesn't count.
1: Yeah, that's just you being a crazy a person.
0: <laughs> right. So by all means, yeah, if someone has like a, a curse that mm-hmm. they can cast. Yeah, I, I want to be at the receiving end of that. And <laughs> yeah, like, I, I kind of want that. Like, sure. yeah, by all means, if you have the power of cursing, curse me, let me know. Mm-hmm. And then if there's a nocebo effect, uh, you can try that as well. See if that makes me worry. That reminds me, back in 2008, there was a public challenge in India from Sanal Edamaruku to a tantric priest who had been making all these claims about how he could kill people and politicians. And he was like frightening people with these uh threats of curses. And he said, okay, let's go on live TV and you'll kill me. Okay. Don't touch me. Right. But kill me. Uh And they were on TV for hours. And (laughs) it was so deliciously awkward. Uh. And they had to reschedule because at first he was trying these various curses. And Sanal would stand there and just kind of chuckle at him. Uh And so then he'd say, okay, well, I'm going to do something more serious now. So I'll wipe that smile off your face. (laughs) Okay, do whatever you need to do. And so the guy would do this other thing. And these.
1: (laughs) He really uh, thought he had the power.
0: Intricate chants. Right. And nothing was happening i to Sinal. and so then he said oh well there's this overall weakening force whatever it was I need more time okay so they rescheduled they came back (laughs) same thing and uh, still alive and well though he did have to flee India for a while from like actual threats uh, which was scary but uh, yeah I love that kind of thing so if if any of you out there know somebody who has
1: curse powers
0: powers, please put me in their targets or uh, you know we'll go receive the curse are you in Carrie?
1: I want to hear more about the parameters okay I'm in when the (laughs) when the person volunteers
0: carrie is a smart person (laughs) uh i just want to get cursed
1: i you know i want to hear stuff like i don't have your address you know i don't know that kind of thing fair yeah
0: yeah we we don't need self-fulfilling prophecies
1: (laughs) yeah i think there's no one better to close this out with than the founder and discoverer of christian science
0: and discoverer yeah you say
1: yeah she did both
0: The Mary Baker Eddy. Mary
1: Baker Eddy. Some of these are just kind of pull quotes, little short and sweets.
0: But she wrote science and health with a key to the scriptures? Yes, sir. I'm always so proud of myself when I can remember (laughs) that. All right. Any quotes from there? You got some of her other writings?
1: Uh, There are some from there we'll end up with.
0: Oh, goodness. She says so many wild things.
1: She does, but she also overwrites. So you have to kind of like, you know, it's hard to track all the thoughts. Gotcha. Okay. If Christianity is not scientific and science is not of God, then there is no invariable law and truth becomes an accident.
0: Hmm, that's precluding a lot of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right.
1: Each successive period of progress is a period more humane and spiritual. The only logical conclusion is that all is mind and its manifestation from the rolling of worlds in the most subtle ether to a potato patch.
0: What, where did the potato patch come from? What? What?
1: I found this one and then I kept like re-googling it to make sure someone didn't just fuck What? <laughs> it's like missing a whole predicate.
0: It's such a like squirrel moment.
1: <laughs> okay, let's hear it one more time. Yeah, Okay. Each su- <laughs> okay. Each successive period of progress is a period more humane and spiritual. The only logical conclusion <laughs> <laughs> The only logical conclusion is that all is mind and its manifestation from the rolling of worlds in the most subtle ether to a potato. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in this reading, I think I almost uh, understood the syntax yeah. at least. Okay.
0: So she's saying even from the great grandest concept to something so simple.
1: As a potato. As
0: a potato. <laughs> okay.
1: Oh, that's a, that might be her best passage.
0: Oh, wow. I'm going to use that as a transition now.
1: Okay. Just in
0: general. <laughs> uh, you could bring everything from the kitchen sink to the potato patch. Pot. <laughs> Let's go to Descanso Gardens. We'll see everything from the roses to the potato patch.
1: potato patch. patch. Uh, Come over for dinner. Uh, We provide everything. Soup to potato patch.
0: Sadly for both Mary Baker Eddy and Ellen White, there are no known recordings of their voices. Yeah, that's too bad. We just have to guess.
1: Okay. Now we have a poem.
0: Oh, okay. Did you know
1: she was a poet?
0: I didn't know it.
1: I I don't think I did either. I guess she wrote their hymnal, so I knew that. But Okay. These seem to be standalone poems. This one is called Woman's Rights." Grave on her monumental pile, she won from vice by virtue's smile. Her dazzling crown, her sceptered throne, affection's wreath, a happy home. The right to worship deep and pure, to bless the orphan, feed the poor. Last at the cross to mourn her lord. First at the tome to hear his word. To fold an angel's wings below and hover o'er the couch of woe. (laughs) To nurse the Bethlehem babe so sweet. The right to sit at Jesus' feet. To form the bud for bursting bloom. The hoary head with joy to crown. in short the right to work and pray. To point to heaven and lead the way.
0: All right.
1: Those were some words. Yeah. Yeah. And they rhymed. Yeah, they rhymed. Okay. Yeah. Good okay. job, Mary Baker. Ready? Sure. I couldn't tell you what that's about. Hey, Apparently, it's about women's rights. That's
0: better than all her passages about how reality isn't real, it's yeah. all in your mind, and diseases are just you not thinking properly.
1: Well, don't worry. We're getting there. Uh oh. <laughs> This one is from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, Ooh. and it's from Chapter 6, Science, Theology, and Medicine.
0: I really want to hear her thoughts on those three things.
1: <laughs> the ancient Christians were healers. Why has this element of Christianity been lost? Because our systems of religion are governed more or less by our systems of medicine. The first idolatry was faith in matter. The schools have rendered faith in drugs the fashion, rather than faith in deity, By trusting matter to destroy its own discord, health and harmony have been sacrificed. Such systems are barren of the vitality of spiritual power, by which material sense is made the servant of science and religion becomes Christ-like. Wow. Yeah.
0: Why didn't Jesus say any of that?
1: (laughs) You could have (laughs) mentioned. Yeah. And this is from the same chapter. Christian science deals wholly with the mental cause in judging and destroying disease. It succeeds where homeopathy fails.
0: Oh, okay. Well, you're right. (laughs) Partially.
1: (laughs) Solely because its one recognized principle of healing is mind. And the whole force of the mental element is employed through the science of mind, which never shares its rights with an inanimate matter.
0: Well, when you think about it, you do have to use your mind to discover this shit. (laughs) Or to actually find real solutions to problems True But your mind has to interact with the real world Mm -hmm. And filter out all of the wrong things that the mind Mm -hmm. comes up with By testing results and using real science Mm -hmm. That you Mm -hmm. are confusing by putting science in the title of your book Mary Baker Eddy Me,
1: me, 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 me
0: Mary Baker (laughs) Eddy Oh, she says so many crazy things
1: Okay, one last one. This is from a writing called Contagion. Ooh. Which, by the way, that is a very good movie.
0: I don't think I've seen Contagion. Oh,
1: whoa. Do you have a Blu-ray player? I do. Uh you can borrow it if you like.
0: Ooh. I should give you back your other movies. I borrowed first.
1: Fair. I still have to watch The Something of Kells. Secret of Kells. Yeah, so right. good. Okay. Whatever man sees, feels, or in any way takes cognizance of must be taught through mind. Okay kind of what you were just saying. Okay, yeah. Inasmuch as perception, sensation, and consciousness belong to mind and not to matter, floating with the popular current of mortal thoughts without questioning the reliability of its conclusions, we do what others do, believe what others believe, and say what others say. Common consent is contagious, and it makes disease catching. People believe in infectious and contagious diseases, predisposing or exciting causes. This mental state prepares one to have any disease whenever there appear the circumstance which he believes produce it. If he believed as sincerely that health is catching when exposed to contact with healthy people, he would catch their state of feeling quite as surely and with better effect than he does the sick man's. If only the people would believe that good is more contagious than evil— Since God is omnipresent, how much more certain would be the doctor's successes and the clergyman's conversion of sinners? And if only the pulpit would encourage faith in God in this direction and faith in mind over other influences governing the receptivity of the body, theology would teach man as David taught. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high habitation, there shall be no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling." the confidence of mankind in contagious disease would thus become beautifully less, and in the same proportion would faith in the power of God to heal and to save mankind increase, until the whole human race would become healthier, holier, happier, and longer lived. A calm Christian state of mind is a better preventative of contagion than a drug, more than any other possible sanative sanative method <laughs> and the perfect love that casteth out fear is a sure defense.
0: Oh, Mary. Mary, <laughs> Mary, no, that,
1: That's right! That's
0: <laughs> so obviously wrong. <laughs> <laughs> We've all gotten sick when we touched the door handle without ever knowing that there was a contagion on it. Yep. And then we're like, "Why am I sniffling all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. What's happening mm-hmm. to me?" Not or, because we saw somebody. Or
1: have you ever heard of food poisoning? Person who goes out for a perfectly fine meal doesn't know that someone pooped on their hand and then touched their food, which is the way that most people get food poisoning. Isn't that gross? It's norovirus, Jesus Christ.
0: And what about all the non-contagious diseases? You know, I see somebody mm-hmm. with AIDS. I don't get AIDS all of a sudden. Correct,
1: correct. You see, you have an understanding of the situation. Mary...
0: You do not get a pass because you were writing over a century ago.
1: No, because they knew about germs. They knew about a Mary.
0: It was a well-established theory. That's what you were fighting Mary. against. Mary. I can too.
1: And we can't even have her on this podcast and ask her to explain herself because she's gone through the illusion of death.
0: Yeah, but that shouldn't be a final act for her.
1: Yeah, you know what? Mary, come on back.
0: You're invited on the show. And <laughs> if you talk to us, uh, we'll admit we were wrong.
1: Absolutely. You do have to somehow prove you're Mary Baker Eddy, though.
0: And if you want to curse us, we'll yeah, take that, we too.
1: two standing offers here. If you're Mary Baker Eddy or can give a curse, hit <laughs> us up.
0: All right. Well, those are some lady. Ladies. Religion founders, discoverers, founderers, champion skiers, high IQers.
1: People with very high confidence, I must say.
0: Vision havers, mediums.
1: What's that thing that um, Jerry from Rhythmia would sometimes call himself? Oh, thought leader.
0: Oh, a thought leader. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> a self described thought leader. Mm-hmm. So, on one hand, congratulations for getting out there representing women because, mm-hmm. you know, should be equality in all things. Sure. Including. We
1: should have the opportunity to fuck people over just <laughs> like you. That's all
0: right. <laughs> So so good job on that measure but at the same time mm. we're calling you out for mm-hmm. uh, for some uh, not so savory things that you've said. So uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of dramatic readings and you know maybe we'll do another one someday after we've read some more fun stuff.
1: You should be so lucky.
0: Well this has been fun. I'm glad we did it.
1: Me too. Well, that's it for our show.
0: Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton.
1: Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer, who you just saw. Yeah,
0: that's right. I was at the wedding of Sean Kramer, Ian's brother. He has two sisters and one brother.
1: You were about as at it as you can be without getting married.
0: Yes, that's true. I did marry the couple. Yeah. I was the officiant. This was my eighth wedding.
1: Oh, is that right? Wow. Yeah,
0: I know, that's right? A lot of weddings. Hey, open offer. I have not yet officiated a gay wedding. Oh, okay. So if someone's in the California, Southern California area.
1: All right. And wants to get gay married. I'm interested. Miss the same kind of marriage.
0: Then the ceremony would be very similar as well.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: I don't know why that idea excites me. But yeah, it was really fun. Uh, Sean and Olivia got married. So mazel tov to them.
1: Yay. Yeah,
0: it was lovely. It was a lot of fun. Got to hang out with Ian and Haley and their young daughter, who's almost two now. Crazy. Oh my gosh,
1: that's nuts. Crazy. And speaking of that, you can follow us on social media. On Twitter at Ono oh Podcast and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Onrack, O-N-R-A-C. But it does seem like Facebook ruins society, so I've been trying to not go on it very much.
0: It does it? Just like in yeah. terms of uh, the political? Yeah. Down- Did you see
1: the great hack? No. Oh, it's good. You should watch a bit. It's, It really makes you feel bad about Facebook. Huh. Yeah. Oh, that's anyway, like Facebook.com slash Onrack. It's
0: my only social media site. Yeah, okay. fair, oh,
1: fair. Oh, sure.
0: <laughs> we keep bringing it down this episode. <laughs> Like we start out real good and like, oh, that's, oh, all that's kind I'm of depressing. Uh, divorce. Okay. And remember.
1: Yep. When they make the claims, we show up. we, Bijou shows up. So you don't have to. That's the French word for kiss, maybe? Yeah. Bijou. 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 I'm Carrie Poppy.
0: <laughs> you want to do that again?
1: <laughs> do you want me to? Okay. okay. Uh,
0: maybe we'll leave that one in.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. okay you ever do me okay yup
0: <laughs> oh no okay,
1: okay. oh no <laughs> you can put this at the end maybe mm-hmm. okay yup win <laughs> okay No, I can do it mm-hmm. into reading glasses because Bria and Mallory have great tips. you're a comics reader and you want to use a library-connected app, you can try out Hoopla. I listen for the author interviews. I'm mad at myself that I waited as long as I did to start reading Joan Didion.
0: They give me reading advice I didn't even know I needed.
1: If you go in person to an event and go up to an author or a filmmaker or anybody and tell them what they you don't like about their work, you're a trash baby. I, look, I understand you didn't like Heroes Season 3. That's fine. I, like, <laughs> I don't... Actually need to know that information? I'm Bria Grant. And I'm Mallory O'Mara. We're Reading Glasses, and we solve all your bookish problems every Thursday on Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.